Well, let's go from the football field to the diamond now. Well, the World Series came to an end last night. The Los Angeles Dodgers, well, the last time they won a World uh, a Series, well, do you know what happened 28 days after that, back in 1988? What happened 28 days after that, well? 19, is it a football reference? Is no. It a, is it a basketball reference? It's the, it has nothing to do with sports. Uh, I <laughs> want to say that we had a presidential election that year. We did, <laughs> but... You were born. You were born at that time. Bingo. There you go. Well, there you go. 28 days after the Dodgers won their last World Series in 1988, on November 18th, I was brought into this world. That's how long it's been, Well, 32 years. Very old, old man. Almost 32 years. A little bit past the... Uh, past the day, but well, I'm so happy for them because they've been close. The Astros beat them, and then the whole cheating thing. And then last year, well, they had the game one, and Howie Kendrick with that big shot over the center field wall, they lost that one. And then the machine that was the Boston uh, Red Sox that year, even though they cheated too <laughs> and all that stuff. Well, they even on the wrong end out of a lot of games. And then the Cubs. I completely forgot about the year that the Cubs won. They lost that too. Well, they finally get over the hump, four games to two. Happy for them. So LA gets back-to-back championships, the Lakers in basketball, Dodgers in baseball. Well, as happy as we are for the uh, Dodgers, I think we should talk about the move that shouldn't have been made, and that was Kevin Cash trusting his analytical approach a little bit too much. Blake Snell was rolling. The Dodgers ain't know what to do. He had only given up one hit through five. And then Kevin Cash, listen, well, they have a system in place. They don't want their starters to face a one through nine the third time through. I get it. And it's worked. That's one thing that Kevin Cash has in his uh, defense role. It's worked. However, Sometimes you got to bite the bullet and trust your gut. And I think Kevin Cash and Tampa Bay are home now because Kevin Cash did not trust his gut and he trusted the analytical approach. Will, what was your thoughts on the Dodgers winning the World Series? But first, Kevin Cash putting Snell in the top of the six. Yeah, uh, for Kevin Cash to pull Blake Snell, absolutely downright horrible, absolutely downright atrocious in a winner go home type of event uh, in game six in which your team is down three games to two. Uh, Absolutely horrible to see that. Um, And the guy was dealing, the guy was throwing 97 mile an hour fastballs by these Dodger hitters. Like you said, Sean, you alluded to it earlier. Uh, Dodgers had no idea what to do with, they had no idea what to do with Blake Snell. Absolutely none. And with everything going on and with everything that's been said with the uh, with the Rays and how they work their bullpen, we talked about this last week, and we talked about this through text messages. They've been using their bullpen a little bit too much, I feel like, and it showed. And with everything going on, with everything that's been said uh, with, the, with the Rays, 
you can only count on Randy or Rosarena how many times, you know, trying to get you that big home run or, you know, trying to work the wonders of the lineup in which last season they had no offense. This year they found a way in 60 games to go out there and make it all the way to game six of the World Series in which nobody, not a lot of people, had them doing. But regardless or not, it was a great year for the Tampa Bay Rays in a year in which at the beginning of the year, you, a lot of people were talking about them splitting time in Montreal and Tampa Bay and such, and, you know, trying to find out a new, uh, a new home for them in, in that sense, in that regard. But there's a lot of, uh, there's definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of things going on uh, with that said. So, you know, it's, it's absolutely nuts. Uh, to say. But hey, make no mistake about it. The Rays deserve it to, to be where they were. Uh, it's unfortunate that they went out and they lost and Kevin Cash, they just couldn't find a way to go out there and win and a beleaguered bullpen uh, did them in and a questionable move by Kevin Cash. And look, listen, Blake Snell is a, you, your AL Cy Young Award winner. Make no mistake about that. Blake Snell is your Cy Young Award winner. You don't take him out, especially in a winner-go-home game. I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't care what anybody says. You know, a lot of people are going to be throwing memes and stuff like that uh, out there. But you know what, man, with everything going on and with everything that's been said, you know what? There's just a lot of things going on. And there's, there's, always, there's always that. To the Dodgers – to everything that's been going on with the LA Dodgers, for sure. Hey, they were the better team. They found a way to go out and beat Atlanta, come back from three games to one deficit against them, win in seven, and they found a way to go out after losing game four in what might have been the best non-elimination game in postseason World Series history, in recent history anyway. So for them to go out there and do that, Sean, absolutely unbelievable. But Regardless or not, they found a way, the Dodgers did, first time in 32 years that it has happened. And, you know, give guys like Dave Roberts credit. Give guys from that young core credit. You know, Chris Taylor. Uh, you know, Cody Bellinger going yeah. out there, finding a way to, you know, win games. Walker Buehler. The, the, and the finally, former Met, Will. Yeah, well, the COVID, the man who had COVID. <laughs> Just a turn so, away. Yes, so regardless or not, good for him, good for everybody uh, on that Dodger team. And mo most importantly, most importantly, for a franchise that made it to eight playoff uh, seasons in a row, to make it to the World Series three times out of four years, and to have all that bad luck, the one man that went through it and the one man that stayed, probably the greatest pitcher to ever to ever be a part of this generation. Clayton Kershaw, he finally gets a ring. And everybody's getting, oh, he did it in 60 games. He did it. Listen, special sort of set circumstances, the man won, he did it, and it's going to count. So for everybody out there that's going to be a hater, hate all you want. Clayton Kershaw is a champion, finally, and the man deserves it. So, Yeah, I think this ring, you know, uh, cements his Hall of Fame. Uh, status. I think he's only like twenty something wins away from 
uh, 200. He's going to get that before he hangs it up. Um, uh, hangs, hangs it up. He probably finished maybe 220, 230, depending on how long will he goes. And that's certainly enough to get, to get him in. Well, I'm definitely happy for him. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Dave uh, Roberts will, because we live in an era where if you don't win in, in the first two, three years, you're gone. You're gone. You're gone. Somebody else, somebody else. Well, the heartbreak the Dodgers have had the last four, you know, three, four years, specifically the last three have been crazy. And for that group, the ownership group led by, is it Larry Feinstein? I think his name is well, um, but by that group led by him and well, everything Magic Johnson puts his hands on turns to a championship, even though I know the whole him running the whole, uh, Laker thing didn't uh, um, uh, uh, work out and stuff. Well, but for you know, for the ownership group to invest the money and the re uh, sources that they did to bring in guys to trade guys to not be afraid to go for it, gotta give them credit too. And well, this team is set up to compete for a long time. Kershaw is still there. Um, Wade, I'm sorry, Walker. Walker uh, he's still there. And what about this lefty guy, Julio uh, Urias? Urias has been in, been with this team for a couple of years. He was rated as their top pitching prospect. Right. And the guy has a messed up eye. He had it back when he was playing in Mexico. In Mexico, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, regardless or not, the kid's a hard flamethrowing left-handed pitcher. He and made that bottom got, of the ninth look easy, Will. <laughs> he did. And Canley Jansen – I don't know what's going to happen with him now, but right, right. You know, there's a lot of things going on uh, with him, and you could definitely see it. But regardless, tonight he's still a top pitcher in the league, regardless or not of what people say. Well, and, and they're starting four. I don't know who's going to be the fifth guy to pitch for them, but they're starting four guys in that rotation next year: Bueller, Kershaw, Urias, and Dustin May. Filthy, 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 and filthy. Great. That is crazy. And they're still going to have Corey uh, Seager and Bellinger and Mookie Betts. And, and you Matt- mentioned Corey, uh, Mr. Corey Seager, a man that won the MVP. He was hot. Right. He definitely he was, was hot. hot. And he yeah. found a way, you know, after being the final out in the 2017 World Series, uh, to go out there and make do three years later and become – the World Series MVP batting over 300 for sure. And, you know, regardless or not, hey, he did it. And that's the main thing that he did. So he, he played well. They do have a couple free agents to worry about. Jock uh, uh, Peterson, he's a free agent. Justin Turner is also a free uh, agent there, Will. So they have some guys to, to consider bringing back. But this Dodger team is definitely set up to win at least for the next three, four, five years, easily, easily <laughs> with the staff and the players that they have. And, well, we shall see what happens with Tampa Bay. They're not strapped for cash like a lot of teams are, but that team is still young. And even though Kevin Cash made a bad move, he's still one of the best, probably the best uh, manager still in yeah. the game. He, he just chose the wrong game to do that move. I mean, it's just as simple uh, as that will. Yeah, absolutely. And when you look at what the the Rays have to go through now, I think, you know, in that division, the Yankees are still going to be the Yankees. I think now the Yankees are going to be like that Dodger team 
this year, next year, hopefully, God willing, uh, that does happen for them. But if not, I think you're going to see head thrown there. Uh, Boston, I think they're going to be in another year of uh, a rebuild there. Uh, Baltimore, the same thing. I feel as if they were right there uh, for that final. They were basically trying to compete. They were trying to compete for that final spot. Uh, but with the commissioner wanting to add more playoff teams, I think it's possible that you might see Baltimore uh, being uh, a playoff, not a, not a playoff team, but on the cusp of being there. If they get back Trey Mancini next year, like I said at the beginning, back in March, I think he could be a, an MVP candidate for sure. Uh, then you have the Toronto Blue Jays. You talk about a team like the Rays in which they, they had all the young talent. You have all these guys going in there. The core of Kevin Biggio, Vlad Guerrero Jr., and Dante Pichette with everything that's going on with their pitching rotation as well, going out there and getting a little bit, just a little bit of that taste uh, come October, you know, I think that's going to leave a lasting imprint on these young kids and saying, hey, you know what? We lost the champions come, come hell or high water. So it make it, 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 there is a lot there. For the Dodgers, you know what? With everything going on with them, they, there's, like you said, Sean, they're, they're going to be the favorites uh, to open up next season. But look out for the Padres next year, another year with them, another year of that core with Hosmer being there, Machado, Will Myers being the longest tenured Padre uh, at that point in time. And who can ever forget about probably probably a top three face. You might be the face. This guy might be the face of baseball. And Fernando Tatis Jr. Everybody's going to talk about Trout. I get Trout. Everybody wants to talk about Aaron Judge. Every Yankee fan wants to talk about him being the face of baseball. But right now, as far as energy goes and how, you know, the commercials and, and such and how much of a, of a presence the Padres have, uh, he is the face of baseball right now, I feel like. He is. I think he's the third best player in the game. I think Trout still has that crown as number one. Mookie, I, I Betts, Mookie Betts is clearly number two. I mean, I don't even think it's close. I'll give him that, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I think uh, Tatis third, whoever, whoever, whoever you want to put it, four and five, um, it'd be my guess there. But, well, we shall see. And, well, last thing, whoever thinks the Dodgers didn't earn this, let's not forget the Braves had them down three to one. Yes. They had to come roaring back <laughs> to yeah. a three straight to even get to the World uh, Series. So, Congrats to the Dodgers and Will. The offseason's here. Now we could talk Mets now. They got money. Let, let's wait for that. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. Definitely not uh, Not now. But I think it's – but I think the winter in terms of New York baseball is going to be warm because obviously Steve Cohen with the Mets and Will, what do the Yankees do about the rotation number one? Does John Carlos Stanton stay in or does he leave? A lot of questions are going to be surrounding the two New York teams, but that's a conversation for another day, pal. So we just see what happens there. Well, last but not least, a quick NBA thing here. Well, so we're hearing uh, thoughts and posts and uh, the rumors are spreading that the NBA is looking to start the season December 20. 
uh, second and have a full slate the next day and then Christmas, yada, yada, yada. Well, the NBA season just ended about, I think it was 17 days um, to go now. Well, Danny Green was on a podcast and he said if the season does start December 22nd, he doesn't think the older guys, including LeBron James, will report at least for the first month that obviously had a lot of people yapping, chatting, chatting. Will, two-part question here to end the show, Will. Number one, what's your thoughts on the NBA potentially starting December 22nd and or Christmas Day? And number two, your take on Long Island's own Danny Green talking about if it does start then that those guys probably won't show up for at least a month. Well, first and foremost here, with everything going on, I think the NBA, uh, they should maybe, maybe January 1st, but I get it. They want to get next season started up. Not this season coming up, but next season started up on time. Try to get back into the group of things. I, I understand everything that happened, but, you know, what's it going to be, like a 70-game season, something like that? Or are they going to push the uh, back 72. Back? 72, okay. So they're probably going to push that. Uh, but there's a lot of there's a lot of uncertainty, and you're going to see a lot of. Plus, we don't know what's going to happen, right? We have this election going on. You're probably going to see players opting out again due to COVID. Uh, you're going to see. You're seeing right now from what Danny Green's saying, LeBron James, he might not play uh, at that point in time. Maybe he's gonna, you know take a step back and maybe relax a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But uh, as far as Danny Green going out there and saying, yes, the pride of St. Mary's High School, going out there and saying what he said, hey, look, listen, the guy, a great three-point shooter, everybody wants to rag on him for his postseason uh, miscues. But the, the man is playing in the NBA. The man is way better than a lot of uh, than a lot of those people that are making those memes and such. So you know, with that said, uh, it, it's definitely going to be tough. But I, I would honestly definitely picture some guys opting out uh, due to COVID because again, no cure, presidential election. You're going to see a lot of guys probably going to be mad and such if if the election doesn't go uh, to how some athletes want it to go. Yeah. And to, to the country for sure. But that's something that we have to live with. And regardless or not, we did it before in 2016, even though this was prior to a national pandemic. And now with everything going on, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of time. There's definitely a lot of time for sure uh, going into it. So we'll see what happens come, come the offseason. Want to see what happens in the NBA draft first and free agency for a lot of teams and uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. And also one other thing to note, yeah. what, I would like to see what hockey does with yeah. how they have to start it up. Now they, now their season ended a little bit prior to, uh, to uh, the NBA finals yeah. ending. So we got to see what happens there with them. So it's really going to be interesting to say the very least, Sean. Well, my my answer to those two questions is I, I think the NBA I I like the fact that they are going to try and start uh, next uh, in about a month and a half because you have to follow the model of the other sports you have to, you put the protocols in place and you go because well if you continue to delay 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 you you are going to going to lose money and money and money and it's only yeah. going to affect the players 
when they ask you to prorate. So if you were supposed to make 20 million this year, if you wait another three, four months, you, they can't give you that. They're going to have to give you five or six or whatever the case is. So I think Christmas day is perfect or the other day they had January 1st. That's the date that I thought the latest, I think they could afford to start is Martin Luther King day, which is the middle of uh, Jenna, uh, where he was. So I think that's the latest that they could start, but anything in between December and that date, I think it's good. You know what? I even think 72 games is much. I think maybe 66 or maybe do what Emma B did, uh, uh, 60 and, and maybe you only play like the, so let's say the, I don't know, let's say the Southwest only plays like the, like the, uh, the Northwest, like one game each and, 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 and just try to not have all these guys playing these, uh, these games. Obviously it's not going to be any, 82 degrees. I mean, 82 games, um, it's going to be 72, but I think 66, 70 is good there. Number one. Number two, well, who the hell is telling Danny, Danny Green that these vets will want to play? I think Danny – now, I know he was probably specifically talking about the guys on his team and LeBron James, so I understand that. But at the end of the day, well, some teams like – the Hornets, the Wizards, the Bulls. Well, these teams haven't played in almost eight months. These guys are dying to get back onto the court. So I think it's one of those teams where, yes, the last four teams, Celtics, Heat, Nuggets, Akers, I know those four teams are going to be affected by the early start the most. However, that's what happens every single year. The, the last four teams and the last two two teams, they get the least amount of rest because you've played the, you know, because you played so long. So I think they should. And well, I think Christmas should be the date. And I would love to see a slate that has like Celtics, Nets, uh, Warriors, uh, Lakers, Clippers, and uh, Denver, the Pelicans, and the Jazz. I mean, Jessup tremendous opening slate so we'll see what happens there bro yeah definitely guys see if there's fans back in the arena too i think they're going to go with another bubble uh another bubble thing and see seeing how that all worked out for them uh definitely can be uh something to behold for sure i think they're going to bubble the playoffs to bubble the regular season well i think i think you're going to going i think you're going to see guys opt out left and right like after seeing a bubble for 72 games, absolutely not. <laughs> so, but then again, we don't know. So we shall see. Well, any final thoughts, Bob? No final thoughts, Sean. Just want to shout out you and everybody out there. And, you know, it's been, uh, it's been good. It's definitely been a fun time recording this episode today. And uh, can't wait for what the future holds for us, man. It's going to be awesome. Well, my final um my final thought is a question for you. Sure. Which restaurant will get the prestigious food review by the one and only William Cherucci? Which restaurant are you thinking of next, pal? You know what? You might have to video record me doing these things because it's tough going home, having to 
having to do these heroes. Like I got to do this stuff on, on site. <laughs> I need, I don't want to be holding, holding the phone and bringing it like a, a tripod. Doing tri- it. Right. I need somebody out there to, to record this stuff. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. No, this is like a, you know, it's like spontaneous. It's like when you get out of work, you have a hero and it's like, I want to go here. Maybe I want to go there. Maybe I want to try this spot out. Right, right, but right. It, you know, you got to hit these spots too on on certain on certain days. Like uh, I know uh, when I did, Mom is a Corona, and they had a you only could order chicken parm on like you know on Tuesday, and on yeah. Wednesday they'll only have you know certain food. They won't serve the chicken parm on Tuesday it, at Mama's. So you know, it, it's like a, a feeling just about what's going on for sure. So it's one of those homemade type of things. I definitely would like to do it more on the spot, on the scene, but I got to have somebody recording me because I got you, man. You know, you never know who's, if you do bring the tripod and you have the phone, you try recording it, people try and like to, you know, take it. it, Especially in the world that we're in right now. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. So we'll definitely see what happens. Can't wait. Looking forward to the next food review, whether it's chicken parm, oh, French that's, that's fries. What it, that's what it is. It's chicken parm. It's not French fries. No, no, no. I know, I know, I know. I, know. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. Or the world, or world's most favorite food on earth, pizza. <laughs> well, there's one guy that does it. So I know, I know, I know, I know. We're not going to mention his name. I got you. You know, I I like him, but. I'm not going to mention his name. I got you. I got you. My oh, final thought. Yeah, although, yeah, yeah. although he does have an invite if he does want to come. Oh, uh, without a doubt. And we will make sure to give him a shirt number two because, Will, you already gave him a shirt. So we'll definitely hook yeah. him up. We'll definitely hook him up. We'll definitely hook him up for sure. Will, uh, no final thoughts for me, pal. Just, uh, no, thank you and everything. And looking forward to NFL Week 8 and Will officially baseball's the I mean sorry football's the only sport that's left. Yeah. So we're gonna be looking forward to Thursdays, Saturdays, and uh, Sundays now with college on uh, Saturday. So for my partner William Trucci, aka we'll see who's east of me. I'm your host Sean Thomas, aka Sean on the mic, who is west of Will. You've been listening to On the Board Sports. We miss you all. We love you all. And continue to wear your goddamn mask because the spike is going up. So please continue to wear your mask. Miss you guys. Love you guys. Peace out.